athletic competition. It can easily be broken down into two parts. The minutes or hours it takes to complete the event. Then weeks, months, and years of joy or heartbreak. Finally, the decades to analyze and debate it. From the press box to press row, Donald Ware will break it all down for you with an in-depth look at historically black college athletics, as well as the biggest news stories and newsmakers of the day. It's time to talk the talk with those who walk the walk. From the press box to press row, here's your host, Donald Ware. So glad that you have joined us on this Saturday evening. A historic occasion from the press box to press row is now on the air. And of course, we'd like to thank all of those listening over radio in Birmingham, Alabama, of course, Atlanta, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, Greensboro, and Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, and of course, in the Baltimore, Washington area. And especially want to thank those that are listening via the World Wide Web at www.boxtorow.com. What's the haps? What's the haps? What's the haps to those tuning in to the radio station that you're listening to and hearing that for the first time? Don't turn the radio. Don't turn the radio. That was exactly 17 years ago today when I made the trip from here in Raleigh to Baltimore, Maryland to host then, as it was known, from the press box to press row for the very first time. And as you could see, I, I, I was I was nervous, right? Like I was nervous. I, I felt like I had prepped for this. I had done a couple of, of shows to prepare for it. I'd listened to some other sports talk shows to really prepare for it. Most notably, Mike and Mike in the morning. I listened. You know, I just wanted to prep myself for this. I know, I mean, I, I feel like I know sports very well, right? I know a lot of different things that I can talk about, but the delivery didn't match, I think, what I know. And I think anybody that's done any kind of radio throughout the course of their career will tell you the same thing. I mean, you can listen to anybody now, but go back and listen to that same person back then and and you'll find uh, that it's going to be a vast difference in terms of what you're listening to. Welcome to the exactly on this day. This is actually the 18th year of Box to Row, but it was 17 years ago today that Box to Row or then as it would know it was known from the press box to press row came on the air. So welcome to this anniversary edition of the show. I am your host Donald Ware, boy, I tell you what, I think back to to that time, and uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, we're going to talk about a couple of things today as it relates to the show, the history of the show, why the show began, how it started, the guests that we've had over the years, all of those things. We're going to talk about all of those things today on the program. I think it's, it's we have people that have probably been listening to this show for any number of years, but really may not know uh, the true history of the program 
and uh, why we started the program, why would we do what we do as it relates. We do a lot of things, right? But as it relates to HBCU sports, I think we we do a lot of things. Uh, but I, I think a lot of people come to this program for, for A, I think a different aspect, right? Like I think I'm going to give you a different perspective than what you're used to hearing on sports talk radio. I listen to sports talk radio all the time. Like I listen all the time. Um, I listen when I go on the road. I listen to mostly, really mostly national uh, programs. And I feel like on this program, we're going to give you a different perspective than what you normally uh, you normally hear on, on sports talk radio, speci- uh, specifically on national sports talk radio. I mean, we, we've got people that have been listening in Montgomery, Alabama on WXVI for in excess of 10 years, right? Maybe they don't know uh, the story. We've got people listening in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, in going all the way to that Tidewater area, going all the way to OBX, the Outer Banks, been carrying the program, man, what, 12 years? That may not know the story of Box to Row and how we came on the air, why uh, we came on the air. How about those listening to us on WASU FM 92.7 in Albany, Georgia, been listening to us. Wow, I, I can remember doing, we used to do these tours, these box to road tours around spring games. So we would go to various spring games and broadcast the show live. One year we went out uh, to Albany, Georgia. I think it was in 2009, either 2009 or 2010. I mean, that's at least how long. People have been listening in Albany, Georgia. Big shots out to my man, uh, Freddie Fresh Suttles, the voice of Albany State football. And uh, uh, he's uh, we're going to hear uh, uh, from him uh, this year, I'm sure, via the Box to Row Blitz. So there are many, many radio stations across the country that have been carrying the program many years. Grambling. How about, how about those listening to us in KGRM or on KGRM in Grambling? What? Boy. How long has KGRM been carrying the show? What, 12, 13 years? All I can say is thank you. Thank you. Thank you for making Box to Row a part of your day for all of these years, whether it's been one week that you've been listening to the program, whether you're listening for the first time today on the program, whether you've been listening to Box to Row for 17 years. Maybe our listeners... Uh, in Raleigh, uh, listening to us now on Hot 97.9, the uh, used to be WAUG AM 750, uh, which which 750 still carrying the program for all of those years. All I can say is thank you for making Box to Row a part of your day. So we're going to take a trip down memory lane today on the program. Again, I'm going to tell you the who, what, when, where, and why uh, about box to row much like we did so we came on the air again 17 years ago today it talked about a number of different things that were happening was happening in hbcu sports as a matter of fact the season that time was set to open maybe in a week or two but the big story at that time was two big stories a terrell owens and his holdout and all of the antics if you will uh, as i remember it at the time with the philadelphia eagles and then 
also Brett Favre and and, and Brett Favre was he going to play with the with Green Bay was he was he going to go was he going to hold out was he going to retire what was Brett Favre going to do so much like at that time we we talked about some other things the big story this week in professional sports the National Football League and the NFL Players Association came to an agreement a compromise if you will on the Deshaun Watson suspension so Deshaun Watson remember he the 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 federal uh well the independent not federal but the independent um uh, person in this case who was a formal former federal prosecutor had given or had recommended six, a six game suspension for Deshaun Watson. You knew the National Football League was going to appeal it and rightfully so. You know, they wanted a whole year. Well, the two sides came together. Deshaun Watson now going to be suspended 11 games and fined $5 million. I think if you're Deshaun Watson, that is a win because the National Football League was looking for 16 games a whole season at the minimum. And we're gonna, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to talk more about why I think uh, the Nash, it, 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 it's good. I mean, the National Football League sort of had to come to the settlement. It's, it's a give and take. Like we talked about it before when we talked about last week, I talked about, okay, now this or, or two weeks ago maybe, it goes back now to Roger Goodell and why would the players have that in the CBA? Sometimes it's a give and take situation and the players felt like at that time it, it may just not have been enough uh, of a of of something that would hold up uh, the CBA, which is why they said, okay, it can go back on appeal to Roger Goodell. But even with that, the players had an option too to if they didn't like it uh, to take it to federal court. So that's where we are. Again, I think it's a win for Deshaun Watson. I think that the league may have look, been looking to find him somewhere between eight to ten million dollars. I mean, when you think about it, he's he's not going to even He's going to pay the five million, right? He's got two thirty guaranteed. Also, uh, the 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 eleven games isn't even. You remember, he's only getting paid a million dollars this year from the Browns in anticipation of him getting suspended. So he comes out on top. I think the league. If you're the league, this is the reason you settle. A to me, uh, you know, it goes back to Roger Goodell, right? So you can tell me he's getting somebody else to kind of review the case, all of that. At the end of the day, Roger Goodell is running the show. He's probably going to get the 16-game suspension. And then we're back to where we were in terms of Roger Goodell being, being the one who ultimately makes the decision. I think the other thing to this is it may, if the players' union decides to sue, it goes to federal court. Remember, the, the mediator gave a six-game suspension. The mediator is a former federal Prosecutor, so now you're going to get by the guidelines, right? This goes back to federal court. A lot of these, a lot of these prosecutors, judges, they they look at things and think like mindedly. Not all the time, but a lot of times. So I mean, I couldn't have imagined that it would have been any more than six games if the NFL Players Association decided to take this uh, to to federal court. So you come with this compromise. I think it's a win-win uh, for both. I think, uh, listen, I think for, you know, if you're Deshaun Watson, you're feeling pretty good because we don't, you don't know. At the same time, you don't know what's going to happen in federal court, even 
on appeal. So those are my thoughts. You can hit me up. I mean, it's a, it's just a it's a it's a bad situation either way. You look at Deshaun Watson. He's he's maintains his innocence. To me, I mean, everybody can't be telling almost the same story and everybody be lying. That's open to conjecture. Your thoughts hit me up via Twitter at box to row b o x t o r o w. Up next here on the program, we're gonna reminisce, take a stroll down memory lane. I'm gonna tell you the who, what, when, where, and why of box to row. Shoulda got that insured Geico for your money, money. If you ain't no punk, holla, we want prenup, we want prenup. Yeah, it's something that you need to have. The 2022 State Fair Classic, Grambling State versus Prairie View A&M, Saturday, October 1st at the Cotton Bowl inside the world's largest state fair. Let's go again. Are you ready? One ticket gets you into the fair and the big game. What did you just say? Come early for the fair, stay later for the game. One ticket. Also, also, at 4 p.m., performing live on the Chevy Main Stage, Grammy Award winning Ashanti, live. Then, the classic kicks off at a new time, 6 p.m. Watch two new head coaches battle it out for the first time. The battle gets bigger at halftime. When the world-famed Tiger Marching Band takes on the Prairie View A&M Marching Store. Saturday, October 1st at the Cotton Bowl. Tickets available at Ticketmaster.com. Visit StateFairClassicFootball.com. Sponsored in part by City of Dallas. Dallas Sports Commission. McDonald's. Black and Positively Golden. Chevy. Cricket Wireless. And Methodist Hospital. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance is proud to support the 6th Annual Box to Row Countdown to Kickoff. We look forward to another fantastic season of HBCU football filled with great games, rivalries, pageantry, and unforgettable fall Saturdays. The Greater Raleigh Sports Alliance works with local partners to grow the sporting event industry in our area. The GRSA has an extensive track record of securing and hosting successful tournaments and championships, resulting in significant economic impact for the region and an enhanced quality of life for our residents. To learn more, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at RaleighNC Sports. Best of luck to all area HBCU football programs this season. The old renaissance is the new renaissance. Standing on tradition while embracing the spirit of distinction. This is the Harlem Brewing Company. Uniquely crafted beer brewed to deliver a taste, a sound, and a feeling that can only be described in one way, Harlem style. So come and take a trip on the A-Train with our Harlem Sugar Hill Golden Ale and our Harlem Renaissance Whitney, the neighborhood original. Sponsored by Harlem Beer Distributing North Carolina. Served in total wine all over North Carolina. Fresh market in North Carolina and Virginia. Weaver Street Market in Raleigh, Durham, Carborough, and Hillsboro. You can also purchase in Durham at Zwelly's, Saltbox, Sam's Bottle Shop, and Bull McCabe's, and in Greensboro at Elm Street Lounge and Cooper's Ale House. From the Press Box to Press Row and BoxToRow.com, your HBCU sports leader. Young Jesus, trying to take it easy. Only way to go, and so. 
This segment of Box to Row is made possible by the State Fair Classic taking place Saturday, October 1st in Dallas, Texas. It is the matchup between Prairie View A&M and Grambling. As part of all of those festivities is the Texas State Fair, the biggest state fair in the nation. Also, prior to the game, Ashanti will be performing. For more information or for tickets, statefairclassicfootball.com. You know I'm going to play some of the hits from 2005. This was, of course, one of those hits back in 2005 as we celebrate 17 years of what was known and in some circles still is known as from the press box to press row, but better known now as box to row 17 years today on the air. The first show aired uh, 17 years ago today. And so we're going to do some reminiscing. I'm going to give you the who, what, when, where, and why about the program uh, right now, the current, let me give you a little bit of the current. So you want to check out the HBCU football daily podcast, HBCU football podcast. This is the sixth year of the podcast. We have talked with many student athletes, many coaches, uh, to get you ready for the upcoming season, which begins in seven days, believe it or not. Begins in seven days, believe it or not. You can check out the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. As a matter of fact, you can watch now on YouTube on the Box to Row channel on YouTube. You can also watch on our website at BoxToRow.com. You can also watch at iHeartMedia.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Let me talk to you a little bit about how uh, and why, as a matter of fact, the show got started. I came up uh, in the Washington area, uh, Silver Spring, Maryland, uh, by way of, of, of course, of Hyattsville, Maryland, and Lewisdale, the neighborhood Lewisdale, uh, more specifically. Came up as a big sports fan. Those that are from the DMV may remember the name of Ken Beatrice on WMAL AM 63. Used to listen uh, to his show quite often, whether going to bed at night or you know, a lot of times after after then Washington Redskins football games and so on and so forth. I, I, I sort of was a, you know, a radio junkie in a lot of respects because I would listen going to bed to Washington Capitals games or Baltimore Orioles games or Washington Bullets as they were known at the time. Now, of course, the Washington Wizards, those games, there were no Washington Nationals around at that time. And generally speaking, the Washington Redskins would have already played earlier in the day. And I would have watched that game, so I wasn't listening to those games going to bed. But I would also listen to, like, Larry King, you know, uh, live. He had, when His radio show, I know a lot of people will know him from TV and CNN, but Larry King is a radio guy uh, back in the day. And so, you know, I just had a profound interest, really, in radio. As I got older, the first nationally syndicated sports talk show that I can remember... Uh, would have been the Tony Kornheiser show coming. It was uh, facilitated out of Washington, D.C. I believe it was 980, the team at the time. WTEM was a national show, but you had others like Jim Rome still going on strong, so on and so forth. But when I would listen to these shows, and I was fans of these shows, I'm a big sports guy, like huge, specifically pro sports, and I think that uh, may come out a lot in what we do uh, with Box to Row. Huge sports fan, pro sports more specifically, and, and even to a, a degree, 
uh, uh, Washington area sports fan at the time. The issue, and I still am, uh, but, but, but any of the shows that I would listen to, you would never hear anybody talking about HBCU sports. And uh, so I thought this was a bit of an issue, although if you look at some of the greatest players to ever play in the National Football League, a lot of them came from HBCUs. You can look across the NBA. You can look across track and field. You can look at across any area of sports. And, and of course, in, uh, in general, in society, for that matter, some of the greatest people that we've known are HBCU graduates. So, you know, as I got on into my broadcast career, of course, you see right here, Morgan State University. I graduated uh, from Morgan State. Um, and, and But I had done some media stuff. Like I had uh, I had worked in the sports information department uh, at Morgan State under <clears throat> then Joe MacGyver. And uh, the assistant sports information director at the time was Lamont Germany, also the play-by-play -play voice for Morgan State athletics, really. And he still is to this day. And so that's how I kind of got introduced uh, to the radio side of things, but being in sort of in the media business, I'd done an internship at BET. I'd worked at the Washington Post. So I'd, you know, done some media type of things. And, but again, HBCU sports being a passion of mine as both uh, parents who had gone to Howard University as one that had graduated uh, from Morgan State University, there was not a lot of talk about uh, if in in fact z really zero talk uh, about HBCU sports on the national sports talk radio circuit so started thinking about some things in April of of 2000 uh, uh 2005 actually and um really started getting some things together formed a company and um really got this this sports talk show thing um where I wanted I had some some uh you know some experience in doing some syndicated radio um, at Shaw University with the Shaw Bears uh, Sports Radio Network. Um, so I said, hey, you know, I, I was in the sports information business. It, it, it was cool, but, I, you know, I, I, it was, I just some other things that I wanted to do. So I got out of that, in essence, started the show, um, drove from, we're here in Raleigh, North Carolina, drove from Raleigh to a station in Baltimore, hosted that first show on that very first show, uh, we had Hal Lamar, uh, who who covers the SIAC uh, and has covered HBCUs and the SIAC for many, many years. Benita Best, who's the editor of the Triangle Tribune out of Durham, right uh, up the road uh, from us, covers the CIAA and HBCUs. And also Luke Williams, editor of the Black College Sports page, who still, uh, who still has the Black College Sports page. I think Luke may be even celebrating close to 30 years of the Black College Sports page, which is still going strong, very strong with HBCU sports and uh, really uh, getting that word about HBCUs out to newspapers all across the country. His page uh, runs is, or is syndicated in newspapers all across the country. So we were talking about Terrell Owens at that time. So I'd always been talking about kind of pro sports as well, but really that focus on HBCU sports hosted Three of the first four weeks of the show, the one week that I didn't host, Terry Banks actually hosted that show. And after that fourth week, Terry Banks became the permanent host of the program. So at that time, that very first show, we were airing in Raleigh here, right here in Raleigh, North Carolina. 
We were airing in Birmingham, Alabama. We were airing in the Baltimore area, and, and Washington, uh, for that matter. We were airing in Raleigh, and we were airing in Greensboro and Winston-Salem, North Carolina. So had a decent, you know, little cluster of, of radio stations. Um, we were paying for the airtime at that time. Of course, you could listen, as we called it at that time, the World Wide Web. You could also listen to the show via the World Wide Web. Um, also, Terry Banks, as I mentioned, took over hosting duties. We come, all, we come to January of 2006. Well, at that time, we're paying for airtime. Well, we got some advertising, but not a lot. So the money ran out. I mean, that was it in terms of the syndication part. But having the relationship here in Raleigh, there was one station that not only still carried the show, but we were able to host the show from uh, same time slot, 5 p.m. on Saturdays live. And that was on WAUG uh, AM 750 at the time which was and still is owned by St. Augustine's University. It's a commercial radio station, uh, now better known uh, with, the, uh, with an FM as Hot 97.9 FM. And, and we, we, we hosted that show each and every week. From that time on to January, you know, January of 06, uh, we're talking about then, you know, June, July, starting to build some radio stations back up got back on in greensboro got on in daytona beach rest in peace by the way to mike johnson who's the who who passed away but was the play-by-play voice for bethune cookman uh specifically football was very responsible on w-e-l-e for getting the show on in daytona beach and guess what w-e-l-e in daytona still carries um the program so we started to kind of build it build the stations back up next thing i know uh, we were on in dallas uh, Texas. We were on, I don't know if we ever got on in Las Vegas, but we were on in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah. We were on in all these markets, just started to really build the program and build the radio stations back up. And always placing the emphasis on HBCU sports. Yes, we did some other things. I mean, and sometimes we mixed the two. I remember when uh, back in January of 06, uh, right before we we had to k- kind of downsize, um, Terry Banks was able to interview at that time uh, Michael Strahan, uh, and this was before the the Giants won that Super Bowl in in uh, in I guess it was what 08. Um, so had a chance to you know talk to 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 the likes of a Michael Strahan during that time. Rasheen Mathis would come on um, uh, uh, the program. We had Gus Johnson, of course, the great Gus Johnson. NFL, uh, more so NBA, former voice of the Knicks, uh, Howard grad that had come on the show. We had some people that were coming on the show, um, uh, you know, back in the day. Um, I can remember one of the great players, I think one of the great players to ever play in the CIAA basketball was Allison Hardy. She played at Bowie State. She came on the show. She had, you know, had an opportunity with the L.A. Sparks. Um, at that time, so we had some, we, you know, we just had some great guests and we were continuing to kind of build um, those radio stations back up. We talked with the likes of a Serena Williams back in, uh, that was what, uh, January of 2000, uh, see, was that, yeah, January of 2007, Serena, the great Serena Williams, who says she's retiring after the U.S. Open, uh, came on the program. I mean, we had so many people that were coming on at the same time. We were building the radio station up. And in 08, uh, one of the uh, just 
now, so let me back up. We actually, back in 07, were on in Washington, D.C. at that time, was on WPGC AM uh, 1580, which was great. Was happy to be home in my hometown area. It was great. But then we, we were not on WPGC, so we weren't on in D.C. for a while. But then we struck a partnership with um, Howard University. And I'm going to tell you more about the partnership with Howard University on the other side. You're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. That is the voice of Steph Curry. Your progress from Davidson to now with Golden State. Where I've come from in high school into a small D1 college at Davidson. Uh, it's a great story and uh, I'm just having fun you know, living my dream and riding the ride. That, of course, the voice of Bianca Belair. EST is in the building. That's what Sasha Banks and I are going to do. We're going to... Uh, to WrestleMania, we're going to create history. We're going to be the first two black females to have a title match at WrestleMania. I would say representation is it's not a request, it's a requirement. And I'm going to, to try to become SmackDown Miss Champion. But it's more than just creating a moment and becoming a champion. Just by us standing in the ring, we are representation for women and for black women. And so that's an amazing feeling to be able to be that, be that person and be on that platform and the greatest of them all. And, and be able to create history. It's just, it's an honor. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. I'm excited I get to play for them. They support us in everything we do. You know, it's a joy to, you know, go to work and, and know that you're going to be, uh, you know, they're going to cheer for you as loud as they can, no matter who you're playing. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, it's really focused. It's really, you know, excited. Rob Manfred is the commissioner of Major League Baseball. Players that have been accused in their career of using performance-enhancing drugs, should they be in the Baseball Hall of Fame? I'm going to focus on one word in your question, okay? Accused. Players who have tested positive or there's otherwise been real solid proof that they were involved with performance-enhancing drugs, I think that Hall of Fame writers are entitled to make their own judgment about those players as to whether they think that performance-enhancing drugs or their use of performance-enhancing drugs should prevent them from being in the Hall of Fame. You cannot determine who used performance-enhancing drugs by the way a player looks. It's simply not possible. The one and only Michael Strahan. Always good to talk to you. Hopefully next time it won't be, what, 14 years you get to it. encouraging people to be better and do better and and that's what i love man so thank you i appreciate you i'm talking about none other than common well i ended up in fam just because i wanted to major in business and fam you had the illustrious school of business then i found out that business was the key that's what i wanted to do nba all-star chris paul that was great to bring it back to one salem state university uh black college something that my city had never seen before may never see again and just having a up close and personal feeling with LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Melodes. It was exciting. I'm grateful for those guys coming out. He is Stephen A. Smith. Congratulations on all the things y'all have done. Congratulations. Keep up the hard work. Went to Salem State where I had an absolute ball. The only part that was bad uh, was the basketball because my first year there, I cracked my kneecap in half. If I had one thing that I could do over, it would be that I would be there 100% healthy so I could really showcase what I could do. But outside of that, there's absolutely nothing that I would have changed. It was the greatest years of my life. Simone Biles. I guess I just go in there with a positive, open mind of 
just doing what we do in training and going out there and doing the best that we can do and just have fun with it. I didn't really think of the outcome, but I knew that we had been training hard and we were re we were just ready. Greatest football player to ever play, Jim Brown. Muhammad Ali was a principal person in the country at the time, and he stood up and said that he was not going to the service because it was against his religion. Called all the top black athletes together, along with Carl Stoke, the first black mayor of a major city. So I'm glad you brought that particular incident up. Snoop Dogg is on the mic. Pay attention. Oh, man, thank you for having me play in a real way. I mean, I'm so honored. Still, you football league has done so many wonders. We got over 200 kids that have graduated from high school. We have over 50 kids that have going to Division One. Kyrie Irving. Playing at Duke for Coach K. What was that like and how that prepared you for the league now? Playing 11 games, you know, a lot of people think that's not a you know, big package for you to become a better player, but for me it was. Playing for Coach K, he gave me the keys to, to the car and I was driving it in first eight games and you know, being a part of something special like that and having a brotherhood built at an institution such as that one is an experience that you never forget. Ice Cube has been our guest. Hey man, thanks for letting me talk a little music, movies, and sports. Hey, my favorite three topics. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Anthony Anderson, international movie star and funny mother. And you're listening to From the Press Box to Press Row. From the Press Box to Press Row is the sports talk show that is the voice and the talk of HBCU sports with a flair for pro sports talk and entertainment. Check the show out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's From the Press Box to Press Row, real, relevant, radio. We're back here on Box to Row. 17 years ago today, from the press box to press row as it was known back then, came on the air. And we're reminiscing a little bit, just sharing some stories, just sharing why Box to Row came on the air. I've shared that. I was talking on the other side about the partnership with Howard University, which still uh, is a great partnership. So uh, as I was mentioning, we were on WPGC AM 1580 for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half uh, or so. Uh, I think that ended in like 2007. Um, talk with, had been talking with Howard for quite some time even before that. And uh, in big shots out to Jim Watkins, who's the former general manager at, um, at WHUR and, and, and what is known now as the Howard University Radio Network, which consists of two Sirius XM channels, um, you've got WHUR FM in DC, which is a, which is, a, I think at, at last book was like definitely a top five station. I think it may have been like the top rated music station in the market. Um, you've got the HD two channel, HD three channels, even got an HD four channels with the first, I think the first radio station in Washington to have HD radio, which was hot at that time was really coming on at the time. Of course, once the, the housing crisis happened and the recession happened. Uh, HD radio, people weren't buying cars as much, so HD radio sort of went on the decline, but it was on the rise uh, at that time. And right now, as a matter of fact, we're on WHUR's HD3 uh, signal, WHBC. Very glad to be on that, but a great partnership uh, with Howard University uh, as a whole, who's doing some really uh, uh, great things. So, you know, that those are, are some things, right? For me, I've always been one that has really, really enjoyed um, uh, celebrity, you know, in, in terms of, uh, um, you know, being able to talk with movie stars and, you know, rock stars and musicians and 
I, I like conversating really with people, but you know, then we started to get into talking to, you know, the Scarfaces, you know, of the world. And I mean, man, I tell you what, the, the show has just grown uh, exponential, exponentially over the years to the to having uh, not only great guests, but radio markets. I mean, we're on in, you know, like nine, nine of the top 10, 50 markets in the country right now, the Jacksonville's. Um, Florida's of the world, the Nashville's uh, of the world. Of course, we're on in Washington, D.C. We're on here in Raleigh. We're on in Pittsburgh. We're on in Kansas City. We're on in Portland, Oregon. We're on in the Tidewater area, Norfolk. Um, just so many great markets uh, and places that carry this program. Um, it is so unbelievable. And now, of course, also, on three Sirius XM channels now. HUR Voices, which started in December of 2011. As a matter of fact, our first guest on the Sirius XM channel was Master, G, was, uh, was uh, a gentleman from the, Master G from the, from the Sugar Hill Gang uh, was on the program. Um, December of 2011 was one of our, was our first guest actually. And one of our first guests also was uh, was uh, Candy Burris. Candy Burris was on the program. Um, we came to the HBCU channel, uh, which is Sirius XM channel 142 in 2013. And now we're also on ESPNU radio on Sirius XM, which is channel 84. Uh, and that happened in 2020. So, you know, it's been a great ride. We've had uh, some of the likes, uh, you know, people, the likes of Kevin Durant, uh, you know, I mentioned Serena Williams, Michael Strahan going back a couple of years ago, you know, Michael Strahan when he was with the Giants was big. Michael Strahan now uh, as a pro football Hall of Famer, hosted GMA, formerly host of, of Kelly and Michael and all of these game shows, you know, has been on, on the show. Kevin Hart, Ice Cube, you know, Jada Kiss. Um, it, it's just been it's just been great. Josh Stone, you know, we had a 20-year, uh, or excuse me, a 15-year celebration uh, back in, in 2020, on August 20th, 2015. That was, of course, during the pandemic. We had a 15-year celebration. We're on the show. We had Kevin Frazier, who was a mentor of mine coming up. As I was coming up as a student at Morgan State, I would call upon Kevin Frazier. At the time, he was working for Fox Sports, uh, would just call upon him, get some advice from him on various things. Also, a mentor of mine was William Roden, um, of, uh, who ha he has his own podcast, because William Roden, the um, columnist uh, at the time for the New York Times, is a Morgan grad. I would talk to these gentlemen. But on that show in 2020, we had Kevin Frazier. We had Doug Williams, who, man, I tell you what, uh, you know, Doug, uh, you know, I call him Coach Williams. He's been an, an advocate of, uh, of this program over the years. And I really appreciate that. He came on the show and then we had, you know, star Josh Stone that came on the show. So, you know, we were going to give you some HBCU. We were going to give you some sports. We were going to give you some entertainment, love entertainment. And then, uh, you know, of course had uh, Josh Stone on the program uh, in 2020 during that 15 year uh, anniversary show. But it's been some great times um, with this program. It has grown so much. We've you know, we've done live shows from the CIAA tournament um, over the years. We've done, you know, we've done stuff at NBA All-Star Weekends. Uh, I remember in 2013, 
driving from here, meaning Raleigh, all the way to Miami for Game 7 of the NBA Finals between then the Miami Heat and uh, the uh, San Antonio Spurs at that time. Uh, Major League Baseball All-Star Games uh, going to, um, to, 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 not Shea Stadium, but City Field. Uh, up in up in uh, up in Queens uh, for the Major League Baseball All Star Game in 2013 was in Phoenix for MLB All Star Game in 2011 was in um, St. Louis for the Major League Baseball Game All Star Game uh, and activities in 2009. Um, you know Super Bowls. Um, you you talk about um, you know U.S. Opens. I mean, been so many places and done so many live shows. Going out, we also used to. Um, in the spring, go around and do live shows from spring games. We've been to Albany State. We've been to, you know, to Florida A&M. We've been to A&T. We've been to Shaw. We've been to Tennessee State. Um, you know, the list kind of goes on North Carolina Central. Uh, we've been to quite a quite a few places, you know, over time with live shows. And so, uh, you know, even with all of the great guests uh, over the years that, we're, and I'm leaving, I mean, it, you know, we've had Ludacris, I mean, T.I., um, you know, I mean, it's been j- just so many people. I can't, you know, can't hardly, you know, Jim Brown, you know, was a guest on this show. Of course, Jerry Rice was a guest. Um, you know, so many greats, so many big names, uh, Coach K, uh, right, Roy Williams, right, to, to, I can't even hardly remember all of the names, but at the end of the day, what we come back to and what we're going to be known for, even though we, you know, I think some people try to label what you do as something, right? So you, you know, you label it as an HBCU sports show, which is fine. Uh, it's not just an HBCU sports show. I think it's a, I think it's a talk show, first and foremost. Um, you could add the word sports talk uh, if you'd like, or the word sports to talk. Uh, uh, before talk, if you'd like. Uh, although, I, again, I, we, ju- I just, we just like having, com- we just have conversations with people. Um, I mean, we've had, we've had Representative Clyburn, you know, on the show. I mean, politicians, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard, uh, Sugar Shane Mosley. Um, uh, I'm trying to think two weeks before he fought, he had a big fight. Um, I can't remember exactly who he fought, but it was 2011. I mean, you know, it, it just goes on and on. But at the end of the of the day, it's a talk show, sports talk show, first and foremost. We are going to give you that HBCU sports that I know a lot of you like and long for. We're going to give you opinions. We're going to talk with student athletes. We're going to talk with coaches. And we're going to talk with administrators. We're going to talk with media members, as we have done for 17 years, to bring you up to date in terms of what's happening with respect uh, to HBCU sports and what's happening in HBCU sports. We see a renaissance that is happening in, 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 a, in a way uh, that is happening in HBCU sports. I mean, of course, a lot of us uh, have known about H- have known HBCU sports and been speaking about HBCU sports for many, many years. I think within the last you know four or five years, you're kind of seeing a renaissance of HBCU, that name, not just in the sports world, but that name HBCU. I mean, even before George Floyd, right? You were seeing, you know, the HBCU. And I think, uh, I think the the George Floyd murder sort of amplified, uh, you know, black unity and getting back 
uh, into supporting black businesses and also helped HBCUs along the way as well, especially in um, a pandemic. So I think all of that has been great. All of that is, is, is a wonderful thing. So we're appreciative of the 17 years. It's been a great 17 years, a lot of ups uh, and downs, uh, mostly ups. Uh, I would say that has afforded us to, you know, opportunity to go many, many places. But more importantly than that, it has given us the opportunity to share our thoughts uh, on HBCU sports. Not only share our thoughts, but listen, we're the conduit between you and those that are participants uh, in HBCU sports or whatever the, the field may be. We are just the conduit. Uh, to that. And we enjoy, you know, certainly enjoy that uh, very, very much. We're looking forward to continuing to bring the program uh, to you and uh, tell you what, it's been a really good ride and uh, we're going to keep this thing going uh, as long uh, for a long time. I mean, we, we, we're just going to keep this thing going for a long time. Definitely enjoy it. Want to hear from you guys. What are some of your more memorable experiences, moments, interviews or conversations maybe something i said that was crazy or 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 i was wrong about or i was right about or whatever the case may be we want to hear from you guys okay hit us up via twitter at box to row b-o-x-t-o-r-o-w or on facebook b-o-x the number two r-o-w you can also hit me up via my personal twitter account at dware one at dware one i want to hear from you what are you, some of your most memorable moments, interviews, maybe something you were somewhere and something happened and you were listening to the program or you were in one city and moved to another city and the program happened to be on in that city? What about my truck drivers that listen to us on Sirius XM? Maybe you're driving cross country. You catch us, you know, for three hours, in essence, each week. Right. Want to hear from you. Hit us up via Twitter again at Box to Row, B-O-X-T-O-R-O-W, or on Facebook, B-O-X, the number two, R-O-W. I've got some more stories to share on the other side as Box to Row celebrates 17 years. From the press box to press row. Ladies and gents, players and pimps, listen. You know what it is. It's the one and only D-O-Double-G. Or AKA Snoop Lion, top selector number one, Rastafari. With so much drama in. BoxToRow.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the game of the week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports. BoxToRow.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? BoxToRow.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And BoxToRow.com, your HBCU sports leader. It's Donald Ware from the Press Box to Press Row. 17 years ago today, Box to Row came on the air. There are so many people to thank because of this. And that the voice you heard just previous to mine, that's a gentleman by the name of Jack Boston. And anybody in Raleigh or the Triangle knows the name. You know radio. You know the name of Jack Boston. He passed away, I think it was back in 
2009, but he was really he saw a vision for this program, maybe that I didn't even see. And he did all of the drops and some of the drops when I really think about them and go back and listen to them. It's like he was he had he was forecasting some of them. Uh, you know, I, I just asked him to put some stuff together for me. I mean, I didn't really write down a script per se. Some things I did, but not per se. Like the open you hear, right? That was totally Jack Boston. All I said was I need something really cool. He came up with that Moby. Uh, that, that song actually is by Moby uh, that you hear in the background and them him talking. I mean, he just had, in essence, a concept of what I thought the show was, what it could be, and he ran with it. So rest in peace to Jack Boston, who was very instrumental um, in, 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 in Boxer and his vision for a lot of those drops. I think the drops we have are phenomenal. They are timeless. Like we still use them 17, a lot of them, 17 years later. I mean, I can think back to the great people at WAUG, Alan Riggs. I mean, if it weren't for Alan Riggs, who was the, a general manager at the time, I mean, the show may not be on the air. Again, as I mentioned to you guys, uh, you know, we ran out of money. I thought that was it. You know, I, I didn't have, a, a, you know, a studio I could go to, uh, pay for air, pay for studio time. I didn't have a home studio or anything like that. This was 2006. We came to WAUG. I came to Allen. Hey, you know, he said, cool, let's go. Even got a producer for me. Got to thank Jay Bell. Um, who Jay and I still work together to this day in a lot of stuff we do when we do live shows, like when we had the countdown to kick off here in whether it's Raleigh or Durham or, or wherever it is, or we've gone on the road or whatever. I mean, Jay's been right there in terms of producing and engineering. John Lowe, who's still at WAUG, as a matter of fact, big shots out um, to him because he was my first, like my, well, well, he was, Jay was my first producer, but um, John was like my more long-term producer for many many uh years i mean it's you know i mean i, I gotta thank of course my wife i mean man i mean I'm, I'm telling you guys this thing has was and has been a labor of love and there have been some lean i'm trying to tell you now and anybody that has done a business has started a business tried to grow that business knows exactly what i'm talking about lean times because this is this is in essence um yeah it, it, the show is built up in terms of you know guests and personality and all of those kinds of things at the end of the day the show needs capital it needs money it needs advertising to continue on and as i told you six months <laughs> i mean in essence ran out of ran out of money in about six months or so and uh, uh so I mean, but she she's been there the whole time, very supportive um, when, you know, times were really, really hard. Right. So, you know, obviously big shots out uh, to my wife, to my family, uh, to my father. I mean, a lot of what has been able to do. You've heard him come on the show many times over the years during Father's Day. We celebrate. Um, we talk about Father's Day. He comes on the program and, and talks. But I mean, a lot, you know, from a financial standpoint, I mean, he, Helped out a tremendous, tremendous um, amount um, over the years. So, you know, again, the my entire family, uh, you know, my sister, been very supportive. So, you know, it, it's 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 really been um, really a labor of love 
over the years. I mean, I got to thank my man DeMarcus, all of the imaging pieces that you, you've seen over the years in terms of the visual stuff, whether it's a logo, whatever it may be. You've seen us somewhere with a banner, um, et cetera. That's been because of DeMarcus. Big shots out uh, t- to DeMarcus. My man Zyrus, cannot forget about my man Zyrus. Um, he and I go back many, many days to our days as in elementary school. Um, you know, our paths crossed once again when Box to Row began. I was in the media aspect. He was in the in into designing websites and so forth. So he designed the website BoxToRow.com um, that you see. Very instrumental in that and still uh, to this day. So got to give him uh, big shots. I mean, it's just so many people um, to really, really think. And, you know, I was thinking back to some of the guests that we've had on the program over time. And, and I mean, I got to be honest with you guys. Like, it, it's hard to forget. You heard maybe the Snoop Dogg drop um, that, that played going into break. Snoop was a guest on this show going back um, to 2013. That was really big. I mean, see, back then, radio was a little bit different than it is now, right? I mean, back then, you know, in, in that interview, actually, we went through BET to secure that interview because it was the hip hop awards and he was hosting. So we were granted the interview. We talked obviously with him about um, the BET awards and hosting, but we talked about a lot of different things. We talked about his Snoop football league. Um, We talked, he he talked with us about even when he was doing the Snoop football league about (laughs) at that time, he was so serious. And, you know, at one time he wasn't even uh, doing, you know, marijuana or doing, doing pot, right? He mentioned that. Uh, to us you have to go back and listen to that conversation I think it can be found on our YouTube page on the Box to Row uh, YouTube page so Taraji P. Henson you talk about crossover between HBCU and celebrity well Taraji you don't get you don't get much bigger than Taraji P. Henson who was a guest on this show boy I want to say in 2018 but that was after many years I've been trying to track down Taraji P. Henson for like 10 years Right, and finally able to get her on the program. It was either 2018, it may have been 2019 when she came on the show. We talked with her, you know, obviously about her days at Howard. She also really started out at North Carolina A&T before she actually made made the jump to Howard coming back home. She's a, you know, a Washingtonian. So, I mean, I think about, you know, uh, uh, guests like that that we've had over uh, the years. Uh, you know, Tyrese. Tyrese has been a guest on this program. I think I mentioned T.I. a little bit uh, a while ago. Simone Biles. Simone Biles has been on this program twice. The interesting thing about Simone Biles, I think first she first came on the program back in 2014. She had won the world championships. And I was, I mean, I, I was like, wow, a black gymnast. That's something that you don't see often. She really dominated in the world championships going back to 2014. Of course, ended up dominating in the Olympics in 2016, and we had her, I think, on the show the second time um, in 2017. So, you know, Simone Biles has been a guest on this program. Ronda Rousey, a big time, remember, from UFC, now known as Rowdy Ronda Rousey, the baddest woman on the planet uh, from WWE and more specifically SmackDown, right? She's been a guest um, on this program in the past. Rakim. Can't forget the legendary Rock Kim, one of the greatest, one of the greatest to ever do it, right? Uh, to ever bless, uh, bless us with his presence, uh, 
on the microphone. One of the greatest to ever do it. Rakim's been a, a guest on the program. You know, I go back, I think back to 2015 when we were celebrating 10 years on the air. And if you remember the movie Straight Outta Compton um, had come out at that time and um, we had lined up an, inter- a conver- an interview. I call them conversations. You know them as interviews, but I call them conversations because as I mentioned, I really just like talking to people. Sometimes, I mean, I'll talk with a guest and, you know, I'll have, I'll write down some things, some topics of conversation that I like to talk about. I never read the questions uh, like I used to do back in the day. I mean, because just, just because, I mean, it was all new to me. Uh, right. But uh, DOC, you remember the great DOC, the great rapper, the DOC um, came on this program and out of nowhere, he, 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 you heard his voice for the very first time, he his regular voice, because if you if you known the DOC and heard him speak after that just tragic accident he had, um, he his voice was really raspy. And throughout the course of the conversation, it was a really raspy type of voice. But on this show, he debuted his quote unquote new voice or almost talking regular without the raspiness because of the. Again, the accident caused him to have um, this kind of voice. So that was like sort of major because then um, because of that, a lot of, you know, BET and uh, a lot of the trade magazines um, did a story on that, that he kind of gained his voice back just based upon that was an exclusive. Right. Um, I think even when we because we weren't doing video really at that time, it was all audio, but. The video, the audio, the video with images, right? The audio was posted with images to sort of emulate a a video, if you will, posted on YouTube, had over 200,000 views from that conversation, uh, right? With him being able to, quote unquote, talk regular again. So, I mean, you're talking about guys like that. Nelly has been a guest on this program. I mean, mean, you know, Jill Scott, um, Kelly Rowland. Right. Gladys Knight, the late Aretha Franklin uh, was a guest on this program. So, I mean, boy, I tell you what, it just goes Eve. The great Eve was a guest on this show. So, I mean, it just goes back, you know, Big Daddy Kane, Ashanti. I mean, Anthony Anderson. You talk about crossover Howard and celebrity Anthony Anderson. I mean, the list just goes on and uh, so just wanted to share a couple of stories with you guys really reminisced about box to row and uh, again, where we came from, what we do, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to do some other things. As a matter of fact, we got a new project called radio boss and I want you to log on to radio boss.com. Some great conversations with some celebrities. As a matter of fact, uh, we had the exclusive conversation last week you heard it right here with john wall you want to go back and listen to that conversation you can go to radio-boss.com so that's a new project but at the end of the day we're going to come back to hp we're going to be here not come back we're going to be here we haven't gone anywhere when it comes to hbcu sports we got you covered when it comes to talking with the newsmakers of hbcu sports we have you covered you want opinions um information etc as it relates to HBCU Sports, look no further than box to row and box to row.com. My time is about up. I thank you for yours. For more information on the program, log on to our website, 
BoxToRow.com. Also follow us on social media. And always remember to support those that support you. From the Press Box to Press Row is presented by DW Communications. Time for this show to drop the lid. That'll do it for this week's From the Press Box to Press Row with Donald Ware. Join us again next week for an in-depth look at historically black college athletics and the biggest news stories of the day.